As you can see, there's no, there's no pulpit. I'm casual today. There's no manuscript. This, this, um, this sermon series, as I've mentioned over the course of the last few weeks, has been something that has been, um, I was, when I was talking to my parents about it this past weekend, it's like, it's like boiling, it's like boiling inside of me. Um, and it's because, it's because I look, it's because I love you all so much and, and I want, and, 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 and me and Slim and all the leadership of this church, what we want, not only for ourselves, but also for this church is for us to be Christ-like, flat out. That ought to be our first priority in all things at all times. And so as we go through, as we go through this sermon on the mount, these words of Jesus, I want us to take this very, very, very seriously. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna explain why, but half of, basically half of this sermon, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna read the sermon on the mount. It's not gonna be on the slides, we're just gonna hear it like his, like his disciples in first century Palestine heard it. And so, um, and so I'm also going to ask, because I'm making myself uncomfortable, I'm also gonna make some of you uncomfortable. I'm gonna encourage you, if you are willing and able, to come to this area right here and to sit. And, we're, and, and all of us, all of us are just going to sit under the word of our savior. So if you're willing and able, Please come to the front and sit. So so let me add another. Let me add another little bit of context for this for this sermon. So it comes it comes in the book of Matthew, and one of the things that Matthew presses throughout throughout his gospel is that is that Jesus is a new is a new kind of teacher. It's in it's 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 in the, it's in the very beginning of the book where where the people who Jesus calls to follow him are referred to as disciples. That is those who are taught. And at the very end of the book, he's he's going to tell us to go out and make disciples. And so, and so the context of this sermon, I want you to, as you, as you hear it, I want you to think about, I especially want you to focus on what you think is hard about the things that Christ calls us to do. But I just want you to hear, I want you to hear this like this initial audience may have heard it. And I'm just going to read, I'm just going to read the full three chapters. Now, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you, all of you, 
When people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You, all of you, are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It it is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You, all of you, are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly, I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Therefore, anyone who sets aside one of the least of these commandments and teaches others accordingly will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to the people long ago, you shall not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka, is answerable to the court. And anyone who says, you fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there, and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there, in front, in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them, and then come and offer your gift. Settle matters quickly with your adversary who's taking you to court. Do it while you're still together on the way, or your adversary may hand you over to the judge, and the judge may hand you over to the officer, and you may be thrown into prison. Truly, I tell you, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. You've heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. If your right hand causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. It has been said, anyone who divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce. But I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, makes her the victim of adultery. And anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, do not break your oath, but fulfill to the Lord the vows you have made. But I tell you, do not swear at all either by heaven, for it is God's footstool, or for, for it is God's throne, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make even one hair white or black. All you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. You have heard that it was said eye for an eye and tooth for tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other also. 
And if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks you, and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. You've heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that. Be perfect. Therefore. There we go. It's a good scary place to stop. Be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others, to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will, will reward you. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray... Go into your room, close the door, and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will, will, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like the pagans, for they think that they'll be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. This then is how you should pray. Our father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into, into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others that they're fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head, wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father, who is unseen. And your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness... How great is that darkness? 
No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And, and why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Do not judge, or you too will be judged, for in the same way you judge others, you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let, let, me, let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there is a plank in your own? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under, uh, under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. Enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate, and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot, cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Therefore, 
Everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching, because he taught as one who had authority, and not as their teachers of the law. This is the word of the Lord. How do y'all feel after hearing that entire sermon? Just one word. Lovely? It's extensive. It is pretty extensive. Intimidated? It's a, it's a high bar? Overwhelmed? Humbled? Confused? Convicted? I like all of that. Except sleepy. I don't like sleepy. Um, so I, so I want to think about, want to think about three, three questions. One, is this necessary? Two, is this possible? Three, is it good? First, is it necessary? I think especially, especially coming from, uh, especially coming from Protestant backgrounds, I think we're used to being told that, that, that our, that our, that our faith is primarily just about kind of believing, believing the right thing. As long as we're believing the right things, we're in, we're in good shape. Um, it seems to be the case that Jesus, in this sermon and throughout his ministry, and also the apostles in all the New Testament, are actually calling us to live in a particular way. That actually, the most significant witness of the church in the world is actually the way that we live. It's actually the fact that, 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 that because Christ has died and was raised and sent his Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit actually does change people's lives. And so, and so, when I, so, 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 so this question of is it necessary, when I think about this entire sermon of Christ, is it necessary that I do all of these things? The answer is yes. Which then leads to the second question, is this is this possible? It's an overwhelming, it's an overwhelming kind of set of things. And it and it also addresses like basically every aspect of our lives. Over the course of this, so this is so this is this is also the reason why we're doing this in like 45 sermons. It's gonna be great. We're, we're just gonna walk, we're gonna walk slowly through this entire sermon because I am deeply convinced that what Jesus is actually framing here is the picture of the ordinary Christian. A lot of Christian history has actually been spent trying to, trying to break this up and saying, hey, like, this is what the super Christians do. But all of us normal people, like, that, that's, just, that's, too, that's just kind of too high of a bar. Throughout this entire sermon series, I want to demolish that assumption. When we hear these things, this is Jesus actually talking to us. I'm going to talk about the specifics of the possibility um, in a second. But third, is it is it good? You hear, you hear these kinds of things, 
and it, and, and, it, and it can be very easy to just think that this is just a life of just constant sacrifice. Even when Jesus says to take up your cross and follow him. Like that sounds terrifying. If you think about like what a cross is. The cross is a terrifying thing for you to pick up. And so I, so I, I, I completely understand if kind of in your mind is like, is this, is this, really, is this really a good thing? But to that, I want to say, I want to say three things. And these are the three things that I'm going to emphasize kind of every time I have an opportunity to preach in this, in this sermon series. These, these are essentially going to be the three, the three points. One, Jesus actually does expect his people to live in this way. Two, this is only possible by the power of the Holy Spirit. Third, it is only possible within spirit-filled community. One of the reasons why we think that everything in this text is so hard is because we hear it as individuals. We hear it as God just saying this to me as an isolated person, do all this stuff. When the entire New Testament is not addressed to particular individuals, it's addressed to communities. It's, a, it's addressed to groups of people who have been gathered and bound by the Holy Spirit and empowered by the Holy Spirit to live in a robustly alternative way. For example, if you think about that eye for an eye text, uh, Luke, Luke actually, uh, when, 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 when Luke in, 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 in a parallel teaching in Luke, in Luke 6, uh, we're, we're told in Matthew, you know, to give to the one who asks and not to refuse the one who, who asks to borrow from you. Uh, Luke, Luke, Jesus in Luke also says, if somebody takes something from you, don't ask for it back. Same text that says if somebody sues you for your shirt, give them your cloak too. Now, thinking about that in just kind of an isolated way, it could seem like Jesus is just calling us to just be poor and naked all the time, which would be weird and also uncomfortable. But, but I don't think, but, I, but, but, that's, but, that, but that's not exactly what he's saying. What he's saying is you, as a community, are supposed to live in such a way that you can live without fear of loss. Why? Because you know not only that your heavenly father cares for you, but that you're embedded in a community of people who have committed to meet your needs when you have them. The only way that the Sermon on the Mount makes sense is by the power of the Holy Spirit and by the comfort of spirit-filled community. And also, to that voice that says still, like, this isn't, this isn't possible. How could we possibly do this? I want us to really, to, re to really get what it is that Christ has done on our behalf. The Son of God took on flesh, lived his perfect life, died for you because he loves you, got up, that is, he defeated death, and he ascended into heaven, and he didn't leave us alone. This is something that is, that is supremely important. He did not leave us alone. He left us his Holy Spirit. He left us his very presence, specifically because he's like, I've got some big stuff for you to do, and I know that you can't do it without me. And so whenever, whenever you read the scriptures and hear the Lord telling you to do something, and your first thought is, that's not possible, your immediate next thought is, wait a minute. The Holy Spirit dwells within me. Yes, it is possible. 
Heavenly Father, equip me to be able to do this. Equip me to be able to build a community where this becomes possible. I have, I have essentially one goal for this sermon series. That, that goal is that this church is a church where we, where we encounter these words of Jesus, and our first response is, not only is this possible, but we're going to do this here. And so, and so, and, and so this, so this, so this next year, I, I want this, I want this next year to be, to be a year of, 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 of experimentation. When we hear, uh, in a few weeks, I'll, I'll do, the, I'll do, the, I'll do the first uh, beatitude: "Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven." And, and, and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna lay out essentially that, that what, that what, what Jesus means when he says "poor in spirit" is, is he saying that he's calling us to live lives in solidarity with the needy. It's not just about kind of being humble. No, no, no. It's about living lives in solidarity with the needy. And that's, and, 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 and I'm gonna encourage us every week to, to be thinking through concrete ways that you can do that with your family. Families, ways that you can do it with your small group, ways that you can do it just with, with friends. This is, the, we are set apart, not just by what we think, but by the active work that the Spirit does in our lives. And so I'm just, I'm going to encourage us over the course of this year to take that, take that seriously. And to turn every, whenever we encounter this, this, this text, to turn every I can't into a we can. Brothers and sisters, this is, I, 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 you know, I, I was, I, very excited about this. But I'm also, like, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm nervous because this is, this is going to be risky for all of us. The Lord is going to expose things in all of us, fears in all of us, anxieties in all of us, things he's going to show us some things that we're, that we're clinging really tightly to, and he's going to be like, ah, if you want to be like me, you're not going to be able to cling so tightly to that. Um, and we're all, and, and, and it's going to be, it's going to be a struggle. But, brothers and sisters, I love you. I want us to be able to build a community of trust, but I also want us to be able to build a community that when people, when people come in, when people see the way that we live our lives, I want, I want them to be amazed, and I want us to be able to have the response of, hey, it's the work of the Holy Spirit. You want this? Hey, repent and believe and get in on it. I'm deeply convinced that the, that the church is to be a, an, an, an alternative social, political, and economic community that bears witness to the world the logic of the kingdom of God. And it's, and it, and it's my hope that over, that over the course of this year, as we, as, we go through, as we go through this sermon, that we can actually, that we can actually do that. So are y'all... Y'all gonna y'all 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 ready to y'all ready to do this? I mean, I know you're. I mean, none of us are, but like, but uh, but it's but it's good to hear. It's good to at least hear hear a vocal yes. So are we are we gonna are we gonna do this over the course of the year? Yeah. All right, all right, that's exciting. All right, everybody can go back to you go back to your seats. Once we once we get back to our seats, I'll I'll pray for us.